I'm Alec Lace. Welcome to First Class Fatherhood. Welcome, everybody, to episode 596 of the podcast. I am happy, as always, to be here with you. Thank you for stopping by. If this is your first time listening to the podcast, please get over there and bang that subscribe button. You don't want to miss all the action coming your way right here on First Class Fatherhood. All right, dads, I got an awesome guest for you guys today. DJ Envy joins me on First Class Fatherhood. DJ Envy is one of the co-hosts of The Breakfast Club on Power 1051 and is syndicated to hundreds of stations throughout the United States. His real name is Rashawn Casey, and he has been well-known as a disc jockey since the mid-90s. DJ Envy is also a record producer and a car enthusiast. He and his wife, Gia Casey, have been married for over 20 years, and they have been together for nearly three decades. They co-host a podcast together called The Casey Crew, and they dropped a new book yesterday called Real Life, Real Love. And DJ Envy was actually trending on Twitter yesterday for an interview that he and his wife did together. Uh, they were trending as they talked about some of the topics involving their sex life included in the book. We're going to discuss DJ Envy's fatherhood journey, the book, and so much more. DJ Envy will be here with me in just a few minutes, so please stick around for the interview. And today's interview with DJ Envy was recorded on video and is available for you guys to watch on my YouTube channel. So if you'd like to watch today's conversation, please subscribe to First Class Fatherhood on YouTube. The link is in the description of today's podcast episode. All right, and speaking of books, First Class Fatherhood Advice and Wisdom from High Profile Dads launched last week. It is currently a number one new release on Amazon. I cannot say thank you enough for all of you listeners out there who went out and showed support and purchased the book. I will be doing a book signing on Friday, April 22nd at the Barnes & Noble in Holmdel, New Jersey on Route 35. If you happen to live in the area, in the New Jersey, uh, tri-state area here, I would be honored to see you there and sign a book for you between 6 and 8 p.m. The link to my book is in the podcast description, along with DJ Envy's book you will find down there as well. Please make sure you guys are following me on Instagram at Alec underscore Lace for all the upcoming guest announcements, plus all my guest appearances. I've been doing a lot of different media appearances and promotion of the book. If you guys are enjoying this podcast, please hit me with a rating review on Apple Podcasts. It goes a long way to help me out. And as always, guys, please let me spread the word about the podcast every father in your neighborhood or in your contact list. Let them know about the show that's here celebrating fatherhood and family life. Fatherhood rocks. Family values rule. And every day is Father's Day right here with me. And I'm going to be right back with DJ Envy. I'm Alec Lace, and you're listening to First Class Fatherhood. Joining me now, First Class Father, DJ Envy. Welcome to First Class Fatherhood. Hey, how's it going? Thanks for having me. All right, let's start it just like this. How many kids do you have? How old are they? I have six kids. I have a 20-year-old name is Madison, an 18-year-old named Logan. I have Jack, uh, Matt, uh, London, who is eight, Jackson, who is seven, Brooklyn, five, and then Peyton, who is four months old. Wow. Congratulations on the little one there. Yeah, I got, I, got, I got four kids myself, and sometimes I can't remember. So, you know, they're like, Dad, how could you? And I used to think that with my parents. Like, how could you forget our names? And sometimes I call the wrong kid. I'm like, now I get it a little bit. I already got four of them. So Yeah, no. Nah, you know what it is, is? Is I try to do them in order, so I always remember. I always remember Madison, Logan, uh, London, Jackson, Brooklyn, Peyton. So that way I always remember. <laughs> Very cool. Uh, you, what kind of sports or activities are they all into? Uh, well, uh Madison was a, a basketball player when she was in um, elementary school and middle school, uh, even a little bit in high school. But once she got to like her junior, senior year, she was done with that. Uh, my son, Logan, he plays uh, football for Bergen Catholic. He's uh, one of the star wide receivers, so he does well. So uh, right now it's seven on seven uh, tournament time. So uh, we've been traveling everywhere from Houston to Atlanta to Tennessee for, hit, for him. 
Wow, uh, and the little one. I, I, went, I went to I went to Burton Catholic myself, so pretty cool. Oh, you went to Burton Catholic. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'm a Jersey guy over here. Oh, okay, yeah. So uh, he goes he goes there, and then um, my eight, seven, and five, they play whatever. They play soccer, basketball, football, baseball. They play a little bit of everything. They're, right now, they're at that age where they're just trying everything. You know, if if they can kick it hard, they think they're soccer stars. If they can throw the ball good, they think they're baseball players. If they make it in the hoop one time, they think they're LeBron James. So they're playing a little bit of everything. Yeah, very cool. I know a little bit about that. All right, if you could, please, DJ Envy, hit, hit my listeners with a little bit about your background and what you do. Uh, I'm a kid from Queens, Queens, New York. Uh, I, I came up under DJ Clue, who was like my, my mentor, somebody who I, I love watching. I started doing radio. I went to school at Hampton University in Hampton, Virginia. I came back to Queens, New York, and I couldn't afford a home. So I bought a house in West Milford, and people don't know where West Milford is, is in Jersey, where they shoot the Jason movie. So it's nothing but uh, forests and woods. So that was the only house I could afford. So I moved there and then uh, started making a little money and started moving closer to the city. And uh, I have six kids. I've been married 21 years. I've been with my wife 27 years. And uh, right now I'm on The Breakfast Club, which is a syndicated morning show in about 120, 130 markets. Yeah, you've had some tremendous success. And I'm going to jump into your new book, which is available now, Real Life, Real Love, in just a minute here. But if you could take us back to the beginning of your fatherhood journey that I know you said your oldest was 20. So about how old were you when you first became a dad? And how did that experience change your perspective on life? Um, my wife was 22. I was 23, uh, fresh out of college. Um, and it changed everything. Um, you know, I was one of those guys that had a motorcycle and was driving 100 miles an hour. You know, I didn't care. You're a little reckless when you're a kid. But then when you have to live for something else, you you try to change it and make things right. Uh, I'm the first person in my family to go to college, first person in my family to graduate out of college, uh, first person in my family to really invest and to try to figure out what this generational wealth thing looks like. So for me, it's very important to make sure that my kids are happy. Like I tell my kids all the time, I don't care what you do. If you want to do nails, if you want to do sanitation, if you want to be a teacher, I don't care. I want you to be happy. But it's my job to make sure that financially you are good. So if my, if my daughter wants to do nails, that's fine. But I'm going to teach you how to open up nail salons. If my son wants to be sanitation, that's fine. But I'm going to teach him how to have a sanitation company with a bunch of different trucks. And that's my job as a father. Yeah, I, I couldn't agree with you more. I love that. And I, I really wish our school systems would be dedicated in that same way to prepare our kids for things like that, that entrepreneurial spirit that's really opens the door to success for everybody in, in this country right now, especially with the online stuff. I mean, people are doing things on there that you would never think you could make money and they're building generational wealth doing it. So absolutely. Uh, uh, I love that there. So let, let me jump into this here, the book, Real Life, Real Love, Life Lessons on Joy, Pain, and the Magic that Holds Us Together. Why did you decide to write the book, you and your wife, and, and what is the book? Uh, who is the intended audience here, and what can they expect when they read it? I mean, the, the audience is anybody in a relationship, out of a relationship, single. It's really for everybody. Uh, me and my wife, like I said, we've been together 27, married 21, and so many people come up to us and ask us how. How did you guys do it? Um and, you know, sometimes when people see things on Instagram or social media, they think things are perfect. They think things are great. So we wanted to write this book to let people know that things ain't always great. You know, we've been through the ups, the downs, the lefts and rights, but it's how we continue to stay together, how we, you know, how our journey was good. Uh, we show you things in the book that you don't want to do, things that I did that, you know, I'm glad my wife stayed and things that we did to make our relationship stronger. Uh, we go through the process of everything from insecurity to cheating to forgiveness to uh, raising kids to, you know, keeping a healthy sex life. So we talk about all that and what we do, and hopefully people can take things, uh, some of what we do and, and put it into their relationships and their lives. 
Yeah, real life, real love, uh, life lessons of joy, pain, and the magic that holds it together. Such a, such a needed book right now, DJ Envy. I, you know, I'm married 17 years myself. I'm a recovering alcoholic, recovering addict, the whole bit. So uh, there's times there, too. And I, and I try not to focus as much on the relationship part with this show, particularly uh, just talking about the fatherhood aspect. But uh, really, they, they, people need guys like yourself and your wife to look up to and to figure out how to get through some of these difficult moments. So I, I think it's needed now more than ever. I talk on this show about the fatherless crisis that we have going on uh, in this country. We have so many kids growing up without a father or a father figure in their life. And I think that's really having such a devastating toll on our society. What's your take? Yeah, I, I agree with you. And, and just like you said, you know, you're a recovering addict, recovering alcoholic. You know, I think, you know, hopefully this book will open up where people can talk about it more. I mean, you go to the barbershop and we could talk about our favorite basketball player, favorite football player. We could talk about sneakers. We could talk about music. But sometimes, you know, we don't talk about things that, that are more important, like, you know, relationships. Hey, my wife is bugging me about this. Do you guys have the same problem? How do you deal with it? Hey, I'm dealing with this. Hey, my son is going through this or my daughter's going through this. And this is hopefully we'll open it up so we can have those conversations. That's why I love your platform where we can talk about things like that. And when it comes to, like you said, I think uh, I think we need more fathers in people's lives. Right. I was lucky my dad was in my life. He's still in my life uh, to this day. He's a retired police officer, and he still calls me like I'm 16 years old and bosses me around. But sometimes it's needed. Sometimes, you know, I need that advice. And although I didn't necessarily listen to him as a kid, when you get a little older, you realize what he was trying to do is teach you and, and make you on the right path, put you on the right path. So I think we will see less crime, less problems, less incidents if there were more fathers in people's lives. Yeah, I don't think there's any doubt about that. One important part of the fatherhood or the father figure is the discipline portion of it. And I love to ask dads about there. So what what type of disciplinarian are you as a father? And is that different than the discipline style that you grew up with? Um, I'm probably the same style as my dad. So my dad never put a hand on me, he never, never popped me, never touched me, never hit me. But he was so scary. Him being a police officer, my dad, six foot three. I didn't want to be popped. So when he said something, I listened. My mother was more of the grab me by the, the shirt collar and yoke me up. Uh, my grandmother was more of the popping, but um, but they were stern, stern but fair. And I raised my kids the same way, very stern but fair. And with that, uh, they understand that when I tell them something is for their best interest. So my wife is a little more lenient. Uh, so we play good cop, bad cop. She's more if she says no, she explains why. No, they can ask questions. Me, there's no questions. My dad didn't allow me to ask questions. If I said, Dad, I want to go out, and he said, no, no was no, and that was it. I just had to eat that, and I'm kind of the same way. If I say no, it's no. Um, my wife is a little different, so we have different ways of doing it, which I think balances out our family. But for me, I'm a, I'm a stern I'm a stern guy. I like to, hey, what I tell you, do it. I don't have to explain to you. Just know it's for your best interest. Yeah, really great stuff, DJ NBA. And, and, you know, I, I talk to guys that have four or more kids like myself and my wife and I making that jump from two to three was the most challenging for us because our, our older two were, were not quite there yet to be able to take care of themselves. Then having the infant that first year felt like one long day for us going from two to three. What would you say out of the six? What was the most challenging transition for you guys as far as number of kids? I would say two to three because we waited so long. Um, the new baby is a little easier because I have a 20 year old that can help. I have an 18-year-old son that can help. Uh, even the eight and seven, they can keep an eye on. But um, when we went from two to three and started over, and you know the the two kids were in everything, basketball, and I got to drive them around because I become an Uber driver, right? So you're driving <laughs> one here, driving one there. You're giving a high five to your wife and meeting you there, and then you still got the baby at night trying to sleep. So that was the most difficult time. And I think we try to have babies in twos 
So the kids have somebody to play with. So right now, my eight, seven, and five, I know when they come home, they do their homework. When they play outside, they play outside with each other. Dad doesn't have to jump on the trampoline anymore. Dad doesn't have to do these <laughs> things anymore. So they kind of have each other, which is great. The new baby, uh, I'm, I'm gonna have to. Get, I have to make sure I continue to stay in in, in good condition because she's not gonna have anybody. So dad's gonna have to get back on the trampoline and back down the water park slides and on the roller coasters and and all those all those things that dads do. Yeah, she'll keep you young for sure. And, and you know, I, I'd love to ask your advice here. I love the dads that have been through it a little bit. My oldest is 15, so he's just on the onset uh, of that dating scene and that whole world, which is completely different today. Everybody dates through apps and everyone's on their social media and stuff like that. So how have you uh, have uh, what kind of advice did you give your older kids uh, when it came time to start hitting that dating scene? Well, the one good thing about our generation is uh, and I don't know if, 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 if it's the same with you. But when my parents were older and they listened to music, I didn't care what my parents liked. I didn't like what they liked. I didn't want to hear what they hear. But this generation, we kind of listen to the same music, right? We kind of listen. We all listen to uh, whether it's Jay-Z or Little Baby or it's Nicki Minaj or Cardi B. We kind of all listen to the same thing. So with that, we can bond a little differently. So when my daughter is dating, you know, she comes to me, which is great. Hey, Dad, this guy said this. What does it mean? Oh, hey, God, Dad, this guy did this. What does it mean? The same thing with my son. Hey, Dad. Uh, this is what happened. What does it mean? And we're able to talk because we see each other on the same level, opposed to my dad, who I always felt was way higher than me. He listened to Otis Redding and the Temptations. Like, he doesn't understand me, but it's, it's a little different now. Yeah. And you know what? It's a good point. And I think that's the same. One of the things with the technology is we have the chance to share so much more of that stuff with our kids, like especially when it comes to movies, TV shows. Like I could sit down and watch movies I grew up with and right. share them with my kids on, you know, Absolutely. on demand. So. Absolutely. That part of it is pretty cool as well. What would you say, uh, DJ Envy, are the top values that you hope to instill in all your kids growing up? Well, one is always, uh, we always say God, love, family, and honesty, right? So we always make sure God is, is in our life, right? And that, that requires, and not going to church every Sunday, uh, like my grandmother made me do, but like just being spiritual, you know, praying every day, being thankful. That's number one. Uh, family, make sure you take care of your own. And uh, if something has happened, if I'm not here, if your brother or your sister needs help, make sure you take care of each other. Love, you know, make sure there's love in your heart. You know, that's the main thing. You know, be humble and continue to help people. That's the main thing with our family. Be humble. Be kind. Uh, that is the two things that we really push. And the rest is just being honest. And those are our values as a family. And, you know, our family has a mission statement and the mission statement we, we pretty much wrote. So we know where we want to be. When our kids are in the outside world, they have to know that they represent me. When they're out there and they're doing something crazy, people look at your parents and be like, that's how you were raised? And the kids understand that, and they try to follow that mission statement of God, love, family, respect, and honesty. Yeah, very well said. Yeah, I try to liken that to them, like almost like with a football team. They always say, hey, you're representing the whole team, not just yourself, the individual, and try to get them to play on a team. I, I really love that. And So obviously you got the book out now, uh, Real Life, Real Love. What's uh, What are you doing with the, you doing the book tour here? What kind of appearances are you making? What's yeah. coming up for you? So we, we're hitting the book tour. You can uh, follow me on Instagram or any social media at DJMV. So we're hitting New Jersey, Manhattan, D.C., Houston. We're going all over the place. Uh, and we just want to uh, get this book out there, talk to as many people as possible. And hopefully people have questions and we can talk to them and hopefully guide them like, you know, we were guided in our relationship. Yeah, awesome. I'm going to drop the link in this uh, description of this podcast episode so my listeners can tap it, check it out. It's such a valuable resource and needed today. So last thing I'll hit you with here, I'd love to ask all the dads that I get on the podcast, what type of advice do you have for that new dad or for that about-to-be father who's out there listening? Uh, one thing I would say, um, be yourself. Be loving. There is no instruction manual for kids. Like It's not like you could open up a book and say, read, this is how to do it. 
everybody is different. But as long as you're in that child's life and you show that child love, that child will show love to the world. And, and that's what I tell everybody. There's no instruction manual. I remember uh, I tell a story in the book how I had my daughter. She was learning how to crawl and she was on the floor. And uh, we both looked on the floor and there was a penny. So we both, I think she was uh, maybe eight, nine months. We both dove for the penny and she won. She got the penny through in her mouth and I was bawling. I thought I killed her. I thought she was going to die. I remember calling 911 and they were like, uh, she's breathing, right? And I'm like, yeah, they was like, don't worry. There's like kids swallow stuff all day long. It'll pass through. You just got to find it in the pamper. And um, my wife, who was not going through the pampers, uh, left 12 pampers for me and I had to find it. But I found it and we still have that 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 penny to this day. Yeah, you got to play the number on that year on the penny. You know, that's a <laughs> picket number there. Absolutely. Well, listen, I, I love the advice. Uh, DJ Amber, you're a first class father all the way. And I got to say thank you so much. You give me a few minutes of your time here on First Class Fatherhood. Thanks for having me. I really appreciate it. Back to wrap things up here on First Class Fatherhood. I got to give a special thank you once again to DJ Envy for giving me a few minutes of his time here. That was so cool. Please hit me up on Twitter, guys, or drop me a DM on Instagram. Let me know what you thought about today's episode. I always love to read your feedback. Don't forget to check out his new book, Real Life, Real Love. The link to his book is in the description of today's podcast episode, as well as my book, First Class Fatherhood Advice and Wisdom from High Profile Dads, now available. It hit number one on the bestseller list in fatherhood, parenting, family, and several other categories. Uh, so get over there. Get yourself a copy. Thank you so much for all your support with the book launch. If you can, if you're enjoying the book, please drop me a review on Amazon. That will go a long way to help the book stay up in the rankings. That's all I got for you guys today. I'm Alec Lace. Thank you for listening to First Class Fatherhood. And please remember, guys, we are not babysitters. We are fathers. And we're not just fathers. We are first class fathers. Fathers.